Hello, and welcome back to Keep Your Soul Full with Marcy Malcolm. Today's topic is entitled, When the Brook Dries Up, and it comes from 1 Kings 17. Elijah was a nobody from a little rural town named Tishbe. His name means Yahweh is God, which means he probably came from a believing family. He lived during the time of King Ahab, who ruled in Samaria, and was a very wicked king. He did what was evil in God's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. Ahab married Jezebel and began to worship Baal, even setting up temples and altars to Baal. And in 1 Kings 16, it said he did more to provoke the anger of the Lord than any of the other kings of Israel before him. Then Elijah arrives on the scene. Some poor guy from a no-name town with no political connections or aspirations. He had a serious message for Ahab. As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here Turn eastward and hide in the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Ah! The wonderful provision of God. Elijah did exactly as the Lord told him, and he was blessed, even though there was a drought and a famine going on. Life was good. Until in verse 7. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. What? What happened? Why did the brook dry up? I did what you told me to do, Lord. You promised. What happens when the brook dries up for you? Things were going so good for Elijah, and then all of a sudden, things came crashing down. For us, it might be a pandemic, loss of a job or finances, a failing marriage, What's our first reaction? Unfair, God. Why did the brook dry up? Anger, panic, fear, confusion. That God would leave us out in the cold. I'm sure Elijah had some anxious moments there. And I'm not quite sure how long it took for God to reveal the next part of his plan. But there's usually some waiting involved when the brook dries up. What we don't know is that ultimately it's part of a plan and God is just working it through. The plan this time was through a Gentile widow from Zarephath, a center of Baal worship. So in verse 8, the Lord said to Elijah, 
Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. There was just one problem. The widow was destitute and starving herself. Moreover, she was a pagan woman, probably a Baal worshiper. So he went to Zarephath in verse 10. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. I'm sure Elijah must have been shaking his head. What would we have thought? Now God, how is this going to work? You could have at least sent me to a rich person. I would have been throwing my hand up in the air, ready to give up. But to Elijah's credit, he has faith and he goes with the plan. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Honestly, I don't know if I would have given Elijah any of the little food that I had left for me and my son. After all, I don't know this man, I have no obligation to him, and we don't even worship the same God. But she put her faith in him, and she and her family always had enough flour and olive oil left, just as the Lord had promised, just enough, one day at a time. God will provide one day at a time. When the brook dries up, it is a true test of a person's faith. God wanted Elijah to trust in him and not just in the stuff he provided. And that's all he asks us to do. Has the brook dried up for you? Don't panic. Look ahead. Even when you can't see it, God is providing for you one day at a time. And this is just a part of the master plan. You might be surprised where help comes from next or where God takes you next. In James 5, verses 15 to 17, it reads, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain. Don't forget, Elijah, he was human, just like us. But his earnest prayer had power and produced wonderful results, 
just like it will do for us. Thanks for joining us today on Keep Your Soul Full. Today's episode was written and produced by yours truly, Marcy Malcolm. If you would like to listen to more, you can subscribe and follow me on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please rate or review as I would love to hear your comments and it would help others find us. I look forward to hearing from you soon and until next time, keep your soul full.